time has come. Execute order 91.1. Yes, my lord. WVGL. Hey everyone, this is Trey Atkins alongside Campbell Garbert, Jack Vesey, and Graham Copeland. Welcome to the Barners Before Bed Show, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Weagle 91.1 FM. Your home for late night Auburn athletic coverage from a fan's perspective each hump day. War Eagle. And with that, we bring you episode 22 of Barners Before Bed. I'm Trey Atkins here, joined alongside Campbell Garber and Graham Copeland. Jack Vesey is at a building science convention tonight. We'd like to congratulate our very own Jack Vesey on receiving a scholarship. Give it up. We do, uh, we're do. we dual threats over here, Barnes. We like to hammer the books sometimes. I like to get our brain sweat as well as our, or what's it? what did White Goodman say, our mental sweat, as long as a physical sweat. But for us, it'll be a broadcast journalism sweat. So let's partake in that and break down some broadcast journalism, and let's look what we the slate of current <laughs> athletics going on. We have the NBA, a lot of good basketball going on. Um, the Miami Heat are up three one currently on the Milwaukee Bucks. That was one of the craziest basketball games I've ever seen. I've never seen someone with the cojones to take a shot like Jimmy Butler did. But when you got a heat check, you got to take it. Some other things are going on. I love seeing the Sacramento Kings. I love the light the beam. Um, you know, it's, we've always talked about why does Sacramento have a pro sports team? They're proving why they do. They're a basketball town. I guess California's a basketball state, not a college football state, as we talked about previously. Nope. Moving on with some other things. We have the NFL draft tomorrow. Will Levis's odds are moving up. Very excited to see. Can't wait to see him in a Carolina Panthers uniform. And mm. our friend Pate Owen, I'm sure, is very excited. And later on in this episode, we'll have our first annual Barnsby's. Yay. So we're, we're sticking with that name. Yeah, yeah. The Barneys yeah. or the Barnsbys? Because right now the Twitterverse has it as the Barnsbys. I like the Barneys, but it's if our it, awards. It's the it's our version of the SP. ESPN is the SPs, ESPYS. So it's got to be Barneys. Well, Barneys. every college athletics award ceremony at the end of the year, you have the Obspies, you have the Catspies. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's the – is it not the Obbies? I'm pretty sure it's the Obspies. I don't know. I didn't. I don't maybe, get an invite to that one. Maybe it's the Obspies. I don't know. You could. You could be right. I wonder who won Athlete of the Year though. If you had to guess, for Auburn, yeah, the Obspies. Would it be SUNY? SUNY, probably. She but commu- she. she I think you do male and female Athlete of the Year. So obviously she would win the female one. Who would win the male one? Oh, uh, the, the year. So what is that? Would it be what Papo? Is the, what is the, I don't know. Is the calendar year. I guess this. Would Jabari be okay? No. Would no, Jabari no. be eligible? No, so he, I think he may have won last year. So I think okay. it's that includes last, like from football well, season to now. Well, Sonny D won something. Sonny D won, he won like an academic thing. That's all. Maybe yeah. he won an athletic It is, game it is too. called the Ospies, yes. How so, about that? I guess Barnsby's. 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 Whatever. We're Barnsby's. hanging out. We, yeah. have, we had nine awards where the fans voted on Twitter to decide nine Barnsby's, and we could probably make a couple makeshift honorary obspies, but let's just go and talk current world sports, little Auburn talk combined with some pro sports talk and some NFL draft as well. So what what do y'all want to begin on? Let's we we're a little last minute here. It is a rainstorm in Auburn, Alabama currently, so we are all soaking wet right now. 
boy, that is a run to get to the studio, but I'm happy we're here. Let's just start with the NBA. Did y'all watch this Miami Heat game yesterday? I did not. Yes. How about that? That was the greatest NBA single-player playoff performance I've ever seen. I don't care that I'm being a prisoner of the moment. I wasn't alive for those Michael Jordan, the 60-point game he had. I think the next highest-scoring games were like obviously like Wilt and then like Kareem, and then it was like Barkley. So we haven't seen something like that in our lifetime where an NBA player scored 50-plus in a playoff game. And the pe- people would probably put LeBron's performance against the Celtics in Game 6 back when we were— My parents were at that game. That was crazy. Really? They were up in Boston? Yeah, they were. How about that? But it's just unfortunate that the stakes of that game were a first-round one-versus-eight game. I would have loved to have seen that on a more – it is a national stage, but a prime-time NBA Finals type of stage. But Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy is a legitimate thing, fellas. No, yeah. Uh, Shaq, the other day, I think it was after that performance, Shaq said that his top three Heat players of all time are – one, Dwayne Wade. Two, Alonzo Mourning. Three, Jimmy Butler. I thought that was very interesting. It's fun. But, uh, it's, it's a good. I like yeah, that playoff Jimmy is unreal. And, by the way, the Heat are down one right now. And it's like ten minutes left in the third. There's a lot of ball to be played. But that this series is crazy. Like, I I had the Bucks winning it all before, going into the postseason. So, yeah, unreal. I would have never guessed. Can you give us a few more NBA updates, Miller? I had no idea the Heat were playing tonight. Is that – yeah, they, yeah. Play, they played Monday night, Trey. They didn't play last night. Wow, this week is flying by. Yeah, flying they're, by. they're up 3-1 um, right now. Memphis staying alive. Um, big win. Uh, you know, everyone knows me, biggest Memphis guy out there. Um, shout Not out true. To, shout out Tennessee. But, Not true. And No, they won tonight. They played again tonight? Yes, they did. Trey, that was two I, nights ago. You you forgot Tuesday. Ball uh, I guess, okay, so. Tuesday did not exist for Trey. <laughs> my fault. Tuesday was a school day. It's exam week. Like I said earlier, we like to break a mental sweat here at Barners. Wow. Okay, that's, keep filling me in with updates from the past two nights, I guess. That Trey Young shot. Got, I lo- First of all, let's, let's break this down real quick. I love seeing Gus Johnson calling NBA games. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's good, but it almost... Can I, can I say it's almost sacrilegious? I mean, I feel like he's a he's a college guy. He's co- college football, Fox broadcast, and then give me some CBS college basketball. But I'm happy- he Fox college basketball. He is just big ten. I don't know. He's he's just too good to like limit him to college football. He's, college basketball he, too. College basketball too. Yeah, he's he's top three for me. We were talking about this earlier, I think, uh, while we were chowing down on some food. I, what are y'all's top three play-by-play guys? My top three in no order are uh, Rafferty, Gus Johnson, Ian Eagle. Well, Rafferty's a color commentator. Well, yeah, I'm pretty. Okay, well, if you're gonna go play-by-play, is, is, play, uh, no, I thought Rafferty is no, color. he's he, he's you're right, he's not. Um, is Nance the play-by-play? Yeah, Nance yeah, is Nance play-by-play. Is, yeah, well, yeah, Jim Nance, yeah, sure, yeah, They're Jim Nance, Gus Johnson, and uh, Ian Eagle. From an, Mike Breen, I mean, I'm not the biggest NBA guy, but I mean, pretty legendary. Yeah, Breen's up there. He's the Knicks, the voice of the New York Knicks, which is a tremendous honor from someone who's an expire. Or excuse me, how do you say this word? Wow, we, inspiring, we, inspiring, in, well, aspiring, I guess aspiring. Good, good start to my career, I guess. But <laughs> from someone who's an, an aspiring broadcaster, I would have to go Nance. <sighs> Dude, Nance calls everything. All of the Final Four Nance Masters. Yeah, Nance is Masters. Him. Yeah, and then I'd say two, probably Big Game Brent. It just off of accolades. I mean, he's big game Brent for a reason. Yeah. Oh, no. 
you are looking live. I love hearing that. Why? Yeah. That's that's our childhood. No, you're, right. I, you're right. Hello. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a it's a Saturday. Catherine Webb. Yeah, Catherine Webb. Yeah. This is a PG AJ. show. Hold, pause. <laughs> She's an Auburn grad. <laughs> She's an Auburn grad. War We're shouting out Eagle, famous Catherine. alumni. <laughs> yeah, War Eagle Catherine. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Um, but I mean, he's big game Brent for a reason. Like we, it's a Saturday. Like let's say Auburn played at three thirty. Just want a big game. You're like, I want to watch more ball. You turn it on. It's a Notre Dame, USC game at prime time, and you hear Brent's voice. You're like, let's go more football. And then I'd say three probably. Ooh, that's tough. Kevin Harlan. He's he's making oh, a little yeah, late Harlan. push. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not saying Harlan. Wait, Harlan, wait, late push. I think he's been there. Timeout. Timeout. I think Harlan's timeout. Been there. Marv Albert. We got to give credit to him as well. It, yeah. You can, it's pick your poison with all these guys. Ian, you said him. Awesome. Ian's being bred right now. He's he, you know he's he's down low. I mean he's not down low. He's played. He's called many he's, a big game, but he's he's. Dude. He's in there, so many he's about, NBA. He's about, to, he's about to be the face. NBA and NFL, like nobody knows his name, but like he's in. Well, they're breeding. Everything. They're breeding him as Nance's replacement. So he's gonna. Yeah, be, no, he's gonna he's, be the next. Nance. He is him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love like Ian. Ian. Okay. What about y'all's? Why is he also not Ian? Isn't it spelled? I, the same yeah. Way? I don't. That doesn't make sense either. I mean, y'all are uh, Ian. I I know a couple Ians. I don't yeah, understand. You do? I do. Actually, I know one. My buddy Nabil's friend, mutual friend, I guess. Never mind, I take that back. Sorry to all the – if there's ions out there, I apologize. I'm sure there's more of y'all. But uh, I overestimated it? how many ions I knew. Always known as Ian. Who knows? Uh, well, I ain't understand Okay, why. let's let's do color commentators now. I'd say Raftery is the uh, – okay, let's talk about the most iconic first. Dickie V. We got the late end of Dickie V's career. Ma- we never got to see Madden. And, yeah. But I guess you'd have to put them up there. And then Raftery – do you is Romo? Do y'all like listening to Romo? I do like I do. Romo. I think I, I think it's I think I do think sometimes he needs to chill out. I think sometimes he needs to step away from the pull away from the mic. But I do like how much of a fan he is. I I appreciate that. I appreciate a guy that's that's calling it that like that is a fan of the sport, not just strictly professional. I like that. So when you hear someone as a color commentator, you're supposed to provide knowledge. That's why they're all former players, coaches. Do you dislike someone who comes across as a know-it-all? Is that why you're asking Romo to maybe step a tad back? No, I just think he he just he fills the air. I mean, I know that's his job, but just a little too much sometimes. I I don't want a cluttered broadcast sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I like I like you know taking in the football game, and I think I think Romo. It could also be the Romo show sometimes. Some 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 broadcast, yeah. Especially with these with Nance, like you're with. You're with Jim Nance, like best one of the best voices in like, sports, so, and and I know it's his job, and he's he's doing really well. So I don't know, I, but I like I said I like him. I just think sometimes it's like I love him game. calling out the play before it even happens. Though. Yeah, I that's, think that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. That is pretty cool. I like. Uh, here's a guy who uh, I, I love <laughs> some Collinsworth. Yeah. The thing is, like, I don't really, I haven't got to really appreciate Collinsworth as much from growing up having the TV turn off. At halftime, because it's bedtime Sunday nights when I was younger. Now in college, you have homework We're not Sunday the same. night. Well, I guess, yeah, they don't have bedtimes in Huntsville. <laughs> no, the, they, uh, don't, they don't produce the brightest. Collinsworth, the Collinsworth was, yeah, yeah. You were, you were getting, you were getting, you're going to bed during during that broadcast when you're younger. Nine p.m. I, on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. Well, y'all are also on Central Time. Us Eastern Time folk. We it that was true. ten o'clock think about for that. us. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, I was so jealous. You guys growing up those Tuesday night Sonic blockbusters, where 
let's say in Central Time, they start at like seven. Ours started at eight or nine. Oh, Central Time is the best. Is is the sports time zone? It's the sports time zone, and it doesn't really make sense because they all broadcast out of New York. Like you'd think they'd base it all off Eastern, but like, I guess if you did that, you'd really alienate the other two, the other three. Um, so it's either got to be us or Mountain West, and so or Mountain Time, and so I guess it's got to be Central, but. I mean, like, noon NFL is primo. Honestly, 1 p.m. wouldn't be terrible, though. I think I'd rather it be 1 p.m. than 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. kick. I agree. But, yeah, on but Sunday. Garber, on the other end of that We go to church in the south. You get 11 a.m. Saturday. 11 a.m. Saturday. should be banned. That's atrocious. That should yeah. not be a thing. I don't hate it, though. I Because I like when you wake up. I like, you know, fairly shortly after. We know why. You can, you can get. You can get some. Yeah. You can get some. You can get some ball on. You got ball yeah. across the whole time. It's you, I, get, you, you watch ball with your coffee on a Saturday. If you're an Saturday. underdog at home at 11 a.m., like I, your odds automatically just increased of winning the football game. In my opinion, that's true. It also it yeah, is it doesn't. I mean, because you, if you're the underdog in an Auburn fan's point of view, usually we're playing Georgia or Bama, and we'd be in the primetime slot, which is 2:30. Now, Kirk and them will have us. In the night slot, that, so we don't, don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I can't I, wait I for still, Ohio I just State. Keep, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting that our prime time is not going to be on CBS anymore at two thirty. Like, oh, what's the two thirty game this week? Nope, that's not a thing. What's yeah. it's what's the seven o'clock game this week? Yeah. Okay, before we go know. to break, I, I like you brought up the time zones and all that because this has been a tad bit of a controversy recently with four California teams in the playoffs <laughs> and a lot of West Coast teams. What are y'all's thoughts on these? Extremely, extremely late NBA tip-offs. I think they just push them up. I, yeah, playoff playoff hockey suffers from it too, and they'll suffer for it. I was watching a game with the Dallas Stars versus the Minnesota Wild with one of my, one of my buddies that's from Dallas, and the game didn't. It went to overtime, but it didn't end till one a.m. Both those teams are in the Central Time Zone. Like you got to figure that out. And I get that they want ESPN owns the rights, and they want it to be back to back on the same on the biggest two channels, ESPN One and ESPN Two. But I don't know. Push everything up. One AM on a weeknight first round NHL hockey game is, is crazy in my opinion. Fair. Well, to all of our West Coast viewers, luckily for you guys, it's a seven PM start for Barnes before bed. Eight PM. It's isn't three? Eight. No, it's three for and, you. It's three two for, for us. you from Lexington. Okay, yeah, yeah. You've been in Auburn for the last couple of years. Whatever. All right. <laughs> I just remember going out to Pasadena for that. And it was three hours, and it was a – but that adrenaline of walking into a national championship game, nothing's like it. But on that note, we will take a quick break. Thank you guys for staying up with us. Or if you're in the West Coast, thank you guys for having dinner with us. And we will be back shortly. And welcome back to Barnes Before Bed, episode 22. I can't really think of a 22 – Melly, can you think of a 22 to name this episode afterwards? No, I've been thinking about this for a minute now, and I really can't. Um, Garber, can you think of any 22s, famous 22s in Auburn history? Uh, Alan Flanagan wears 22, but uh. I'm not. I'm not. That's that's actually not the guy I had in mind. The one guy I had in mind, I wanted to say it was a Jay Sharp episode. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Jay boy. Sharp was a uh, walk-on running back that lived on my hall, basically lived with me. Um, in the dorms freshman year. Um, shout out Jay Sharp. He's not at Auburn anymore. He transferred. He hit the transfer portal. But what a just out of curiosity, I don't know why this name popped in my brain. But what did Frank Martin wear? 
Frank Martin. Or not Frank Martin, Frank Thomas. Not a, was he 30? Is he 35? I don't even know. I don't know. I that, don't know. Either. That name just popped in my head. I don't think he was in the 20s. I want to say he was in the 30s. Let's, let's, let's look that up. You might be right. I don't know why. Maybe it's the statue. 35 sounds right. I want to say he was 35. Um, yeah, 35. All right, 35. 22, is it a Kenny Gabriel basketball player when we were like nine <laughs> years old? Kenny Gabriel. There's got to be a football one we're missing. It's a, is that a, it's, is that a bad number? Is that no, a, it's, I it's think a, that's it's kinda, a token running back number. I agree, but. Like 21, 22, 23. Is 22 a bad, I think that might be a bad football number. You know, there's the like double deuce. I don't know. You think about running backs? I'd rather be 20, 21, 24, 23. 22 doesn't do it for me. I don't think. Okay, I I just stepped back into the room. I had to take a quick break, but I'm just hearing some blasphemy. I can list a bunch of NFL Jamal backs. Charles. Jamal Charles. Think about all the NFL running backs that were 22. We're, we're trying to think of Auburn alumni. I mean, Derrick Henry 20. wears it, but like yeah. and Najee. Mm. You're not giving him that credit yet. Well, I just. I don't like Alabama players unless they put on a Tennessee Titans jersey. So well, yeah. For me, he's he has the black and gold on. Yeah. That young core is going to be something. The Steelers are making power plays as well. Excited to see Allen Robinson there, rocking the black and gold. We have some weapons now coming in, and I'm curious to see with the draft coming up. Also, we mentioned it earlier with Will Levis and possibly the most controversial NFL quarterback prospect we've seen in years and he wouldn't really be if it wasn't for Trey Lance and Zach Wilson the whole pro day thing I sort of agree with all these people now that when it comes to pro days you don't really get a good taste of a player seeing them throw around the rock in a t-shirt and shorts without pads you really can't judge a football player until you've seen them in pads because that's really the game like there's seven on seven all-stars and there's guys you can throw in the trenches and leave it all on the line and Levis, who took plenty of hits this past season at Kentucky, I think he's built for the challenge and physically able to sustain a career in the NFL, which we've seen some quarterbacks in the past. They Their career dwindles after a few years in the league. What do y'all – so what, if, let's talk about the quarterbacks in, in a broad sense here. If you were to rank your top three quarterbacks in this draft, if you were an NFL GM, who would you take? I would take Bryce Young – Number one, C.J. Stroud, number two. And then I'll take Anthony Richardson, three. Really? But what I would do, what I wouldn't do, would take any any of them in the first round. Wait till maybe the third, fourth, and I'd take senior bowl MVP, Jake Hayner. Jake Hayner. Even yeah. a steal of the draft. Yeah, I, he's, I, mean, I could see it. He's steal of the draft. I mean, that man... He played it. He played it. Fresno State. You want to talk about time zones? Those games late. Is he? Is he Derek Carr two I. I I think so. He is not saying Derek Carr is like that dude, but like Derek Carr. Is I think good. he's Derek Carr. He does, Derek Carr does not get his flowers, and Jay Kaner is not getting his flowers right now, which is fine. He's a little under. I mean, he's six two. I think he's six one. He's six one two hundred. It's small, but so is Bryce Young. And I'm not saying he's Bryce Young level, but they are both the top two smartest quarterbacks in the draft. Jay Kaner has a laser. Has, throws a fastball. I don't know. He's my guy. I he threw like three hundred. He would throw like three hundred twenty yards every single game at Fresno. I think that's an accomplishment that a lot of people don't like to think about. So, but yeah. if if you're gonna wait that long, my, if you're gonna wait to the fourth round, I would take Hendon Hooker. If yeah. you throw Hooker's, the Hooker's not making it that far. Well, all the projections are saying Hooker's going like second, third, second or third. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I think Hainer's the steal of draft. You get him on Saturday, he's the steal of draft. I think my top three are Stroud one, Bryce Young two, and Hendon Hooker three. I know he's like everybody's like, oh, the ACL. Oh, he's like twenty seven, but like he's twenty five. I mean, yeah, twenty five is pretty he's young old, for quarterbacks. But, like, uh, yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I, like, yeah, think I about starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. He's care. that's pretty young. I mean, I know that he hasn't like. I know that the guys that are like twenty seven have had about five years of NFL experience, but I don't care either. I agree. I I think I think Hooker is going to be a good pick as well. I just kinda, I hope so at least. I, I just like, think I it's like watching I just play. think scouts. I, I just kind of think it's ridiculous their evaluations of quarterback. They just like I wish I wish stats mattered more and like gameplay actually mattered because like guys like Levis, Anthony Richardson, yes, they have like the physical tools. They're Big quarterbacks, big arms, athletic, but like, look at their production on the field in a game. Like, I I, I really wish like that was taken into account more. Because if that's the case, then I don't even think Anthony Richardson, or maybe even Levis, are like even in the top five best quarterbacks in this class. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember hearing Ryan Rosillo take about talking about basketball players. You know, because it happens a lot in basketball too, where you have guys that just have all the intangibles. All, all the you know physical intangibles, you know they're tall, long, fast, can jump high. But he's like, at the end of the day, can they play basketball? He's like, can they play basketball? Yeah. Like, can they play football? And that's the, and that and that's the big question. I, that's the big question mark I have yeah. with Levis because we know Levis. You know, we saw him, his thirst trap pics on Instagram. <laughs> him, uh, him, him flexing. You know, he's gotten he's gotten jacked, I guess, but. Jack doesn't matter. There's a reason why look none at Tom of the, Brady. Look at Andy Rodgers. There's, there's Andy a reason Rogers. why none of these good <laughs> quarterbacks even do the bench press at the combine. Yeah. There's okay. no okay. And okay. so Wait, let's hold your horses here. You mentioned the NBA. I can name three NBA players off the top of my head that were very uh, projects, if you will, in college that turned out to be fantastic in the pros. Embiid. Okay. As much as people may disagree with this one, Tatum was mid in college. Duke was not good that year. He was not mid in college. They Stop. lost to South Carolina in the round of 32. Do you remember Sundarius Longwell? What's how, he doing nowadays? But how does that – How does that? you're basing a team thing off of him. You're basing a team thing off I'm of saying, Levis. I'm saying give me the Isaiah Thomases over Because his receivers in their line were terrible. It's not a receiver's fault if you throw an interception. He threw – how many tipped interceptions on his, like, little O-line, highlight O-line reel? His, his O-line. O-line. You, you watched him. His Maybe O-line. like three he or four. Was, he had their, true freshman UK's, wide receivers in a horrible O-line. UK's O-line was worse than was Auburn's bad. probably. Ooh, I'll give him really? that. Really? Yeah, they yeah, were 13 he, and 14. He got 14 hit the most out of any quarterback in the SEC, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'll I mean, he could be a, he could be an Allen-type guy. You know, Josh Allen wasn't the highest rated. I mean, he got drafted high, but he wasn't the highest rated. But he was more of a Hainer guy. He's like Wyoming. Like what? Like a – out west, I, I don't know. I like Hainer. It's true. And then the third guy I was going to mention with the NBA is Devin Booker. He came off the bench at Kentucky, and look at him now. That was the greatest roster assembled I, in college I, basketball history. I, I have a question for you. Can y'all, can y'all remember, because I really can't, a quarterback, kind of like a, a Levis situation where, you know, in the SEC, maybe throw like, an, what's the what's the second, what do y'all think the second best football conference is? The Big, big Ten. Ten, sure. Yeah, Ohio State, right. Michigan alone, yes. SEC, really just SEC. It was the last SEC quarterback that was like, just wasn't producing quite the way he should have been, kind of like Levis, but was this highly ranked, like highly rated? When was the last time he, did he ever pan out? Like, you got any examples of this? That's a good question. I think question. the SEC is the most battle-tested conference 
It's the closest thing, what all these pro players say, is the SEC is the closest thing you can get to NFL. And it's not even really close because I think college football and NFL football are not the same sport. Well, really. we, you heard what Joe but, Burrow said about how the atmosphere at Jordan-Hare is a lot more intimidating than Arrowhead. Um, you know, the SEC's had a lot of guys not really pan out in the recent memory, I feel like, at the QB position. It's been a lot of Big 12 guys. As I was say, I don't think SEC's ever really been known as a, as a like quarterback conference. It's, it's like, I agree. It's a very defense. Like, if you have a D lineman yeah, from the SEC, you're taking him. Or a DB. Like, like, look at the Super Bowl this past year. Hey, do you want to say Hurts is an SEC guy? He didn't really – he didn't pan out at Bama, and then he went to Oklahoma, and then Mahomes played at Tech. I mean, he did pan out at Bama. It was just, like, somebody happened to be a little bit better than him. He only lost two games in his career. He was, like, 29-2 and two as a starter. I but consider yeah, transferring I, not I, panning I out no matter the situation. Do it, I catch your drift, yes, but he he did pan out. So basically, that's what causes me concern for Levis, you know. Not a guy that was just lighting up the SEC this past That's what year. I'm saying. Statistics and, should matter more than intangible. Yeah, when it really should matter yeah. the most in the SEC. I exactly. Because um, you're facing NFL guys. NFL defenses. Yeah. And these, these defenses, yeah, you're right, like, I wonder how I wonder I wonder the stats on defensive players taken in the draft ever where the SEC what percentage of them they take up. What what's the best SEC besides Burrow? Who's the second best SEC quarterback in the NFL? I'm because I'm blanking on it. I mean, not can, counting Jalen Hurts. Yes, not counting Jalen Hurts. He's a Big Twelve quarterback. Hmm. Do we have is there graduated or not graduated? Is there entered the draft? I guess Tua. Tua. Maybe. Yeah, it's Tua, but then Mac or is it? I think Bama. Mac I think, Jones. Yeah. Think. Um. Wow. It. Not Tennessee. Arkansas. Tennessee. N- Ten- who? Ryan Tannehill. He went to A and M. Yeah. Yeah. Your Aggies. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't play in the SEC. He played in the Big Twelve with A and M. That was when they were in yeah. the Big Twelve. You so sure? you can't. You sure? Yes, yeah, a thousand yeah, percent. Johnny, I'm one. Yeah, Johnny was the first quarterback on. Yeah, you're right. Big Twelve. It's got to be Dak? Tua. Oh, Dak. Oh, Dak. It's yeah. still got to be Tua. Oh. I'll take Tua. Uh, I take Dak. I not, take Dak. I think I think I take Dak over Tua. I, say, I agree. Not Dua Lipa. Tua. I think I take Tua <laughs> over. Give give Dak Tua's weapons. I think he's doing better. I feel like there's a guy we're just completely missing. Are we? Go down the – I'm looking. Any Florida guys? Any no Georgia guys? I'm looking uh, – Lamar Jackson was a fringe Auburn guy. He wanted to go to Auburn, and then well, he played uh, in an SEC state. If that counts, uh, where did Jacoby Brissett go? <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is not yeah. in the SEC. Matt Stafford. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. All right. Well, ball tokens for Melo, and we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and hand out some awards. Yeah, this year's Barnsby's. How about that? All right. Once again, thank you guys for staying up with late with us, and we will be back shortly. And we're back. Episode 22 and episode one of the Barnsby's and maybe the last episode, depending on our exam schedule, we will see. But let's dive right into it. We have some awards to hand out. We had a Twitter poll, as we alluded to earlier. Hope everyone had the chance to vote or soak in this award ceremony. We have a few members of our own crew, actually. Yeah, there's some important awards. Yeah, there's some eligible for some awards. So let's start off with the first award, Guest of the Year. We have two guys up for this prestigious honor. Will Compton from Hit the Horn Podcast was with us for the March Madness episode. And then Preston Fisher, who's been on 
a few times filling in for guests, or excuse me, Jack VC, who has to go build stuff for the university. But based on our Twitter results now, congratulations to Will Compton Will on Compton. a 67 yeah. to 33 vote. Comp takes home the first ever Barnsby Award. So if you're in whatever Texas right now listening to the show, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas, I, my fault. I'm not a Big 12 guy, but congratulations to you, Will Compton. Thanks again for coming on, brother, and you're always welcome back. I want to give a shout-out to Preston, though. You know, exactly, he's, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's, been, he's been, a, been a recurring guest. Recurring guest of the pod, so. He was kind of thrown into the fire, too, so way to go. Way to, way to step in and fill the role. Yeah, he stepped up to the plate many times, and we appreciate Preston so much on this show. But moving on. All right. I'll, <laughs> yeah, should Garber. We, should, we, should we rotate? The, yeah, uh, let's rotate. Na- Garber, this one. Let's, let's do. You could do the honors of right. announcing this, yeah. this one. I, uh, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't create this war, but sure, it's, it's there. Um, it's the Texas A&M Aggie Fan of the Year uh, award. So we got three competitors right now. I guess more than <laughs> more than three people, but there's three three competitors. Uh, it's the dude, perfect guys. Um, <laughs> myself <laughs> and then it is will compton and uh honestly i'm glad i so i ended up winning this one and i'm glad i won it because everyone knows that it's a joke i uh i'm firmly against the aggies my rankings of hatred go alabama georgia a&m they're irrelevant i'm i, I wish they'd ever joined but um yeah i'm the aggie of the year so okay let's break this down real quick so Comp is the only one wearing AM gear in our Twitter slideshow here, and he got 0% of the votes. Dude Perfect with 29%, and Garber with a whopping 71% of the votes. So you took this home in stride. I, yeah, like I said, I think, I think the fans the fans of the show or the listeners, they know, uh, and the ones that know me, they know uh, I'm, not a, I'm not an AM guy. They, I think they, they took this as a chance to, you know, get a, I get a, get a laugh, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy it. I got a dumb question. Uh, yeah. Is is Dude Perfect a A and M grad? Yeah, they're all A and M grads. Okay, I thought they were affiliated makes, with Auburn. It ma- it ma- no, it makes exact sense. Okay, you thought they were Auburn guys? No, they're they're te- they're. If you want to know like a textbook A and M person, it's Dude Perfect. It's <laughs> the, it's the Dude Perfect crew. Okay. Um, uh, well, Garber. So when we go to College Station this fall, mm-hmm. what's like the go to spot in Aggie Land? Because mm-hmm. obviously here you have like Tumors Corner, all stuff. It, because I'm sure we'll be traveling together. What do you have it mapped out for us? What, what I've some heard stops? is that everything is just far away, spread out. You know, it's massive school, like seventy thousand. So I'm not expecting to be able to walk anywhere like we can in the beautiful, the loveliest village on the plains. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to deep dive on that. Uh, figure out what we can do there. Uh, I actually have a relative. My cousin's husband is an A&M guy, so. Actually, my cousin's an A&M person as well. Uh, they both went to A&M, so we'll have to, I'll have to figure that out. So, yeah, Garber's coming home. But, like, there's nothing worse than a campus where you have to Uber everywhere. Athens, that was a pricey task getting yeah, that's from what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. our buddy's place to the stadium. That that was a whole obstacle. Just, But it was still fun. I mean, you give and you take. I think we're one of – I can't name another SEC school, at least one that I've been to, through my college football traveling experience that I've had the blessing of walking from where I'm staying to the stadium. So that's just what makes Auburn special and we're – Walking to the stadium. 
I'd say Alabama. You can walk. It's on campus. Okay, yeah, I don't see. It's on campus. Um, I don't know where Kroger Field is, but Kroger is on campus, but Rupp is not. Rupp is downtown. Mm-hmm. So I think. I mean, no, nothing beats being in Auburn, Alabama, walking to class with a eighty-seven thousand person stadium, and being in the shadows of that. I mean, the stadium, the the campuses where their stadiums are a mile and a half away. It's crazy. I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's part of it. I mean, you appreciate any – there's nothing like the SEC. So, any atmosphere, you you got to appreciate and just soak it in. So, moving on, Garber, first of all, congrats on your first Barnsby. So, Comp Thank has you. one. Garb has two. Garb – Garb has one. Yeah, Garb <laughs> has – or my fault, what I say? Garb has two. Well, yeah. Garb is on pace to have two. We'll get to that later. But now we're moving on to the Mr. Hustle Award this year in our – Candidates are Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft Alvarado, walk-on running back Luke Rebels, a grit guy, a true team guy, someone who probably hustles in practice, very deserving of consideration for this award. And then McGill Tulin, two-time Hustle Award winner and Barnes for Bed co-host Jack Vesey. And, drumroll please, and Mr. Jack Vesey of Barnes for Bed takes it home with 56% of the votes, with Luke Rebels coming in segment 33 and Grand Theft Alvarado coming in last with 11% of the, uh, the votes. So, yeah. Jack Vesey with his third Mr. Hustle Award. Congrats, Jack. What I'll, what I'll say about the, this guy, Jack Vesey, he's not afraid to hit the pine. Um, he's not afraid to hit the pine to get a ball, get a loose ball. And that's, uh, that's, kind, of my, that, that's kind of my MO on the basketball court. I like. I like diving out for for a loose ball. I like giving scrappy. I'm making scrappy plays. That's that's all I can offer to the court. And so, you know, I respect that from Jack Vesey. Yeah, last, yeah, go ahead, yeah, last week too, he had a test at like nine o'clock, and uh, apparently woke up at eight fifty five, made it on time to the test, or maybe a couple minutes late, and got a ninety two on it. So yeah, that guy hustle. can hustle. I also love uh, how you misspelled Jose Alvarado. You misspelled Grand Theft Alvarado. And then you proceeded to spell when you tagged him, you tagged the wrong Jose Alvarado who has one follower. And we will ah, be we will be firing that intern who runs our Twitter account. Yeah. I wonder who that is. He might be a host. I don't ah, know. you never know. But another thing I'll say about uh, Mr. VC, we had the Weagle versus Eagle Eye basketball game, and part of being Mr. Hustles, being the unselfish guy, and he sacrificed for the Weagle team and guarded Eagle Eye's best player, Vince Wilform, and the Weagle team came out on top, and that was a yeah. huge thanks to Mr. Jack VC all over the court. Out. Yeah, shout-out to Weagle as well. No, yeah. Nothing like a good old-fashioned radio versus TV rivalry, and the good guys came out on top. Good guys won. Garber set some great good. screens, had an unreal pass, which I missed the three on. Unfortunately, that would have been maybe a SC top ten. It was never about the stats, Trey. It's always about the final score. It's always about the final score. I, I, I should apologize for even mentioning stats, but yes, great win for the good guys over at Weagle. But congrats, Jack. Third Mr. Mr. Hustle Award, two for McGill. I think McGill, it might be his fourth. I heard he got a third one at some point. I don't know. What did he get? For he's, just, he's just racking up the – but this is his first uh, Barnsby – uh, Mr. Hustle Award. But, yeah, he just man just hustles. So right now the Barners crew has two of the three – Barnsby Awards. That may sound rigged, but it's not. Deal with it. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, we got another uh, candidate up here. Yeah, I'll announce this one. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's the it's the you gonna finish that food guy performance of the year award. First one of the year. Uh, we have our very young Graham Copeland um, as the first competitor, but he's facing his his idol, 
his goat, Joey Chestnut. He is the the most athletic. If we're talking athlete, athletes, best he's the most game. athletic. Best his game. Best his game. I'd say dominant, not athletic. Game. Okay, fair. Yeah, he's the best. No, he's best at his game. Yeah, he, so he's the be- he's best. Not, at his craft. He's not the best at running and jumping and, and all that kind of stuff. But you know he's, he's the not. best athlete. You know what he's not? He's not a Barnsby winner. He's not. Graham Copeland, congratulations. Yeah, I was really proud of this. I uh, got the second most voter participation, so I appreciate all my fans out there who know that I can chow down some food, and I, I appreciate you guys. That was that was quite the, quite the Cinderella story, if you will. Yeah, yeah, how about does that? Does it feel good taking down a hero? Yeah, it's the prince taking over the king. Or does it? Or, or are you a little sad about that? No, I mean, th- th- it's an honor. Guy, he's the best in his field. Not only his field, but just in sports in general. I, I don't know a single guy who's more dominant in his respective sport than Joey Chestnut. I don't know if y'all are part of my take, listeners, but they had on. Do y'all remember Man vs. Food? Yes. Yeah. With I Adam, how that with guy's Adam, doing. Adam Richmond. Yeah. He was on the pod. Legend. He was on. Uh, he was on part of my take recently, and he was talking about. Uh, He's talking about how he knows Joey Chestnut and the way he was describing how Joey Chestnut goes about it. It's an athletic, it's an athletic feat. It's not like, it's not about the food. It's about, you know, it, it takes a lot more than just eating. That, that guy. Oh, you got to prepare for sure. Like He's got to is... be the most mentally tough athlete there is, arguably. Well, I was just saying, in doing the actual competition, the way he like chews, like it's like he's in a full sweat afterwards. It's, it's, it's impressive. Impressive. I wonder if you like burn calories from that. If you're talking about full sweat, well, you don't. You definitely don't burn when you eat like 100 80 hot dogs. Nah. hundred hot dogs. Nah, but. not quite. <laughs> but we need, the, we need to move on. We got a lot yeah, of awards. Well, last thing well, I'll we, say we about this. Last, yeah, we have a full fifteen. But last thing I'll say about this, I was. You, we always talk about like the evil origin stories of all these superheroes and then athletes, like they're coming out games, like LeBron versus the Pistons. I'll never forget having a few bites of popcorn, being like, "Dang, I don't, I don't really want this." And then handing over to my buddy Mello, noon game against Arkansas, we're down by twenty. It was Harson's last game, and then he just went to town. So thank you, sir, for not letting that you go away somehow. Exactly. I'll take this next one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I like this one. The undercover Alabama fan of the year. Paul Feinbaum versus J-Dub Rogers. <laughs> J-Dub had an overwhelming victory. There were eight total votes, and J-Dub got eight out of eight. Congrats, J-Dub. Congrats, John. Give yeah. it up to him. You know, as a kid who grew up in Auburn, Alabama, like J-Dub did. Probably the most undercover. Yeah, the most undercover. Sneaky, he has a houndstooth hat in his room. We haven't been invited to his house yet. Wonder why. We will be going next week. I'll get out my Sherlock Holmes eyeglass and look for that. Houndstooth, maybe find a John Parker Wilson jersey, but I feel like it's just been a cover-up this entire time. Yeah, yeah I mean, he is probably one of the more adamant Auburn fans, so, you know, the best way to hide it is, you know. He likes he it. likes to use the excuses that uh, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. That's yeah. his that's his M.O. Keep no, far, it's not. Keep him far away. He, yeah, he follows, like, Barstool Alabama, like, all, like and I'm, I took that picture of him with a signed Alabama, and the viewers can't, or the... Listeners can't see it right now, but he has a uh, signed Alabama football, and he's on one knee with a thumbs up, with a smile. So, yeah, closet Alabama fan for sure. Congratulations, J-Dub. J-Fraud. This might be be controversial, and I don't want to, you know, I'm about to go on the break, but I think our very own Jack Veazey has, I think, growing up an Alabama fan, I think – he might still have he might still have a little too much Bama in him. Yeah, can we address the elephant in the room? That is Jack Vesey's football that J Dub's holding in that yes, picture. Exactly. It's not his. It's it's dad's. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think Jack Vesey 
is a more outspoken Auburn fan than J-Dub. I think J-Dub just has more experiences and and probably knows. I don't even think he knows more than Jack, honestly. Well, let's be real. J-Dub's been to Bryant-Denny Stadium more than anyone else in our crew combined. Probably true. That's probably 100% true. 100% yeah. true. Maybe he's been there and we haven't known about it. Like He's gone for like a random Saturday in October. We're like, where's J-Dub? Oh, he's over at Brian Denny. But we just he turns off his not- or notifications, deletes social media, and just goes and reps the tide. But on that note, we will take a quick break here on Barnes for Bed and get to the last half of our Barnesby Awards. Thank you guys for staying up with us, and we'll be back shortly. And we're back, Barnes for Bed, episode 22. Let's continue on with our Barnesby segment here. We get to the last half of the awards. Moving on to a interesting oh. award and probably one that neither of these people will be on radio to accept or acknowledge that they've ever received this award, but they can... What's up? Hold on. Uh-oh, we hold got on, some... Hold on, hold on. Keep, keep, Scoop Garber, Gar bomb. Gar bomb on air. Keep it rolling. All right, but anyways, we have the most random visitor to the city of Auburn this past year. And our contestants are Drewski, who came in town for the LSU game with the infamous video of him asking the ref how much he had on his parlay, <laughs> which is so funny. And I'm, props to the ref for being a good sport about that. He thought it was – I mean, if Drewski's talking to you and you're, like, doing your job, like, it's hard not to laugh. One of the funniest people out there. Like, if I was an official, I would be geeking. Like, that, that was awesome. And then the next one is probably the most random person, a random athlete I could have ever imagined – if I had a say in this, I definitely would have voted for this guy. Grady Dick, former Kansas basketball player, now one-and-done NBA draft prospect, was in town. I don't know the full story, but if I had to give my outsider's perspective. a friend from Birmingham. A friend from Birmingham, some wedding maybe. I don't really know. But he was in town, went to an event, saw a band, a few people saw him, and he, yeah, his name was around the city of Auburn that night. And, oh, wow, we have a 50-50 which, oh, no, no Drewski. No. Drewski with the yeah, last second. I just refreshed. Drewski, one more vote. Drewski at the last. Because Grady I Dick. I think that's the right pick. Really? More than Grady Dick? Why, th- why yeah. is Drewski? And for the listeners that don't know, Drewski is a comedian. He's a comedian on, on, on the internet. Um, I'm sorry, but Drewski is way more famous. Way more Twitter. famous, which honestly makes Grady Dick way more random. I in agree. My, in my opinion. But, True. But. The fact that Drewski was sideline sideline pass a, a but terrible. Grady Auburn Dick team. had a motive to come to Auburn. What was what was Drewski's? We still don't know. We don't know. But I'd yeah. say Grady Dick's still more random. Maybe, maybe Drewski just loves college football and he wanted to come to a game at Jordan. I love it. Do you think Auburn football was going to turn him down? No, he got field pass. Was that the A and M game? LSU. LSU. And it was a packed house, striped the stadium. Why not? And we it? literally lo- like shot ourselves in the foot that game. Mm-hmm. Lost Feel free Robbie Ashford threw for like 350 that game. And and uh who's their quarterback? Uh golly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach Mettenberger. No, no. no. <laughs> it was not. Yeah, He's Zach coming back this year. Ago. What is his name? Dear God. Uh, I don't I can't. He threw for like 89 yards, and he is Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, he threw for 89 yards, give or take. Robbie throws for a 350. We lose. Didn't he throw for five yards in the second half? Some crazy, I don't know. They had a defensive touchdown, yeah. and then we just had. I think turnovers just kind of killed us. I think, yeah, I think Robbie turned it over twice. I think he had a fumble and a pick, a crucial fumble. We were up seventeen nothing and had the yeah, rock. That was, that was, was it a scoop and score? It was a terrible loss. I don't know. They did that have. Went they did have one ahead. defensive touchdown. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Well, congrats, Drewski. Um, maybe the most even vote we've had so far in a last second vote there. But moving on, I'll let either of y'all. Announce this next one. This is perfectly or 
preferably my favorite. I agree. Out of any of them. I agree. It is a guy. I. It is guy I'd want in my locker room any day of the week. Spark plug slash glue guy award, and our four candidates are Katie Johnson, Cole Beasley, Will Muschamp, and Carter Sobera. And Carter Bart Sobera. Let's go. Takes it home. Wow. I'm surprised by this one. I really thought Muschamp was going to take the cake. Yeah, the Muschamp had a came in second. Yeah, former Auburn assistant Will Muschamp had a lead throughout most of the votes, and Carter Sobera with a late push and got 57. percent Katie was zero. I guess that's kind of odd. No one in the Auburn community wants Katie in their locker room. I think I think it's just more that you know you I think it's it's I probably it's say even more Carter Sabera. I mean they're all finalists. I mean they all deserve the award. I mean just like you know you'd say Trey Mason deserved the Heisman just as whoever else won the year when he was there. I just you know? think it's too square of a pick. Um, I don't know. And I just yeah. feel like our followers maybe know Carter Sabera more personally than the rest of the contestants. But true. We all love Bart, but give me Muschamp throwing a punch into a whiteboard. Yeah. I, I'm running through a brick wall for that guy. Yes. Sorry, Bart. Yeah, yeah, same. Do your job. Same here. Do your job. Yeah. Um, yeah, Moving on. Cap control. Um, all right, Graham Copeland is up for another award. Uh, Garb, would you like to announce this one? Well, I'd love to announce it, but so, yeah, this, this award is the best 3 and D hooper to ever come from the 256 area code. Um, very specific, honed-in award. Two five six for you listeners is uh, Huntsville, Alabama, um, and Kentucky, Athens, and Athens and Decatur, um, and Fort Payne. So, uh, right now the the finalists are Graham Copeland and Chandler Leopard from the Auburn ba- Auburn University men's basketball team, mm-hmm. and we Sanford have, men's basketball team now. You're correct, Sanford men's basketball team now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a tie. We do have a tie. How do we decide? Yeah, this? how do we? I was thinking more, a coin flip, but maybe we just do a tie for the Barnsby's because I'm, I'm a good fashioned, good old fashioned debate guy, and Chan Chan's not you know, here to back his case. So I, uh, I, I, I disagree. Chan, Chandler, we gained a fan in Chandler Leopard today. Um, recently, was a big fan of this uh, this award, and I think it's got to go to him. I think it's got to go to Chan. Wow, I know. Yeah. Turn on my turn on my own It'd brother. Be your own co-host. Wait, Garber, I don't think co-host. either of us have voted yet. So I may go give Chan Chan a vote. We appreciate the follow. I'm giving it as yeah. Uh, wow. I, would, I would give it to Chan Chan as well. No, wow. you already have a Barnsby. Don't get don't get greedy. I want here. more, more. Yeah, make sure I'll I'll make sure to go in and vote that so we can have the the Twitter. What's that? Uh, Kobe Bryant, Kanye West commercial. More. What does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> more better. <laughs> More records. More records. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and since Garber's voting same form, animal, can, but a different beast. <laughs> what does that mean? Congrats to Chandler Leopard on winning his first Barnes beat. I had this past SEC Media Day. I asked Wendell Green. I mentioned I was like, you, you go up against the best three and D player in the country in, in Chandler Leopard every day in practice, and he had nothing but fantastic things to say about his teammate and. And it just proves like how valuable those guys are in practice. And Chan Chan is well renowned as the best shooter on the team. So well, I would love well, to see him. Those- well, well, how about this? Instead of this little Mickey Mouse poll, let's go to the rec 
shoot five threes from each corner, five threes from each wing, five threes from the top of the key. Actually, yeah. Let's do it that way. I like that. How are you going to quantify the D? Defense. Uh, Fastest uh, zigzag. Fastest uh, zigzag defensive slide from baseline to baseline. Okay, so let's just say that one right now is a tie, but it's up in the air. Yeah, I like my chances. Chan Chan, if you're listening, I'm waiting. All right, so let's let's go through our winners before we go to the last one, which is one that hits hits home for all of us here. We have Comp winning Guest of the Year. We have Garber winning Aggie of the Year. We have <laughs> Jack VC winning Mr. Hustle for Barners Before Bed. We have Graham winning You Going to Finish That Food Guy Performance of the Year. We have J-Dub winning Undercover Bama Fan of the Year. Drewski winning Most Random Visitor to the City of Auburn Award. And then Carter and – oh, no, well, I guess that one's still up in the air. But we have Carter winning the Spark Plug can I, Guy. Can I interject Locker real quick? And Guy Award of the Year. Go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, Lance Armstrong should have been added into the uh, most random visitor to the city of Auburn. Lance Armstrong when? was in Auburn. Lance Armstrong apparently did the Bow Bikes Alabama thing and was in Auburn. Well, that's not random, though. Then he's yeah, that's not – he had a reason to be here. But I mean I don't know. That's just an exotic name to hear in Auburn, Alabama. That's true. Not that's, necessarily random. That's fair. But exotic. Definitely would have been a contestant. I think that. But are we gonna which the Lance Arms the bikers? So like we are we gonna do what the biking tour did and not allow him to play for PDs? Not allowed to be a Barner's contestant due to that. What is Barner's stance on Lance? Do we just do we avow or do we disavow? I disavow. I disavow. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, disavow. Well, anyways, you know. I'm going to say it, banned from the show. Lance, you can't come on. Wow, so we, that's now two names that are banned from the show. Who's we need this, to get me. Coach H, Coach H, and... Uh, Coach H is disavowed for <laughs> sure. Coach, Coach H. H. Coach H is disavowed from the 3-3-4. I, I, don't, I never want to see him. What about Coach M? Who's Coach M? Mason. Coach, Coach M could come back. Yeah, I, Coach M. I'd like to I hear like, why you left. I like the guy. Yeah. But anyways, all right, let's move on to our last Barnsby we have the Barnes Four Bed Twitter slash Sports Media Moment of the Year, and is my co-host right here in studio. So I'll I'll do the honors of announcing it. We we had a lot of publicity this past calendar year, but mainly y'all two. Actually, it was all y'all two. Um, let's start off. Garber defeated Barstool's Brandon Walker on Twitter by arguing that Bama over 12 games on the year was a chalk pick, and as we saw this past season, that didn't turn out. And Garber, no, so so I want to I want to I want to explain, give you some context on this one. So it's the summertime. Um, it's it's the summertime. Brandon Walker is out here giving his future picks for the year on uh, college football win totals, and he includes and he you know he only gives about five of them. So you think that oh you know he knows college football. He's he's he had a big audience. He wants to give all these fans you know good picks, you know good bets to make, whatever. And then he gives out Alabama over eleven and a half at even money, and I and I just I called him out. I said I think that's a square pick. I said I don't understand. I said I I include. I said I'm not even not even just because I'm an Auburn fan. I think that's a square pick. And he, you know, he's Brandon Walker. He's in his head. He replies to everybody. Anyone since mentions. He replied back to me and said that Alabama was peaking this year. They're significantly better than every other SEC team. Twelve and zero team. This is the smart play. Um, I quote tweeted him after after they lost after they lost a the game they ended up losing two actually in case anyone else forgot um, I said I don't I don't forget and he replied you win this round Garber um, 
Felt kind of good. Yeah, plus um, one for the guys here. Yeah, felt kind of good. It, it was good to see your name featured on his account, just saying, like, giving you props. I was like, that's good good for the brand. Yeah, but So good. there's one moment. Second of all, Graham, you were mentioned on Random College Athletes. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that day. I was... It was over Christmas break, and I was at work. I, I, I was working in the back of a dry-cleaning plant, so you can imagine how fun that was. So I was just, like, down in the dumps, you know, for obvious reasons, just missing the boys. I was doing some blue-collar work, and I, I got a little break, and then I looked down at my phone, and I see that. So it was, it was quite the bright, bright spot in my day. So <coughs> that you was, see it from uh, their account, or did someone send it to you? Um, Trey, Well, actually, Trey texted me and said, Go look at Twitter, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be something stupid. And then I look, and then I see that, and it got a whole lot of love. I got a whole lot of support from the boys, so that was cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I love seeing in uh, quotations Graham Gramello Copeland, yeah. Rhodes College guard. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, so Gramello is now. Would you say you're on the Twitterverse after Carmelo? Um, I don't. Or have you just taken on the persona? Stay mellow. Yeah, not definitely not the persona. Mellow, Carme- the real mellow has has had. He's 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 carrying some baggage right now. We don't have to, we can't talk about it on air. Which one, Lamelo Ball, the real mellow? No, Carmelo. <laughs> about the the Europe, the Lamelo Ball is the, is the, like is the, the real mellow. Like the European child that he. Yeah, we can't go. Okay, wait, let's rabbitle. let's move but, on. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, no, no, no. Wow, this took a fat. This a Will Smith at the um, yeah, the Oscars type turn at a award ceremony so anyways mellow you're up for your second or maybe your third we'll see after this rec shooting competition and then garber once again you have another recognition this past or i guess a calendar year ago when auburn was hosting the regional you were selected out of the crowd there in the outfield to break down how excited you were for this upcoming weekend and you gave your little speech about how you're at work and um, just think about it all day, and it was it was awesome to hear when I, I first saw it. Different. Yeah, you woke can up I, feeling can different. Can I play it real quick for our fans? Yeah, let's who don't let's know. play it play it all through right. here. All right, here we go. I woke up this morning feeling a little different. Woke up, went to work, got off at twelve. I was ready to go. I've been ready. I've been thinking about this game all day. Been thinking about getting out here. So excited. <laughs> That's awesome. That was, that was uh, so great. That was, that was with the Auburn baseball. Shout out to Auburn baseball. Um, I'm never gonna get enough love on this on this show, but uh, yeah, it was when we won the won the regional. I think that was the Saturday. I think it was game two of the regional that we hosted. Um, yeah, and you know what day. else doesn't get enough credit is baseball tailgating. I guess you can tailgate during the game. Yeah. But we had a grill, we had cornhole. Yeah, I was about to say we had everything Barber, out there. Garber brought the the grill too. He had the apron on. He grilled us some burgers. Like, what did Garber not do that day? That was that was yeah. a all time performance. Knife. And the Tigers brought him a victory. Yeah, exactly. And Garber, I was about to ask you because uh, it was forty three forty three originally, but at the very last second, your Brandon Walker encounter on Twitter has officially won your second Barnsby. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. It's really an honor taking him two of these. Um, yeah, you know, I, like, like I said, I don't know how this even happens. I mean, that I could get two from the show I host, but. Um, co-host but is it a mickey mouse award then or how would you respond to that criticism oh mickey mouse no um i'd like to see anyone else try try and uh actually i would i would love for someone actually i would i would love for no one to be more of an aggie because i hate i hate the aggies you know i don't i don't, I don't like them um i'll t- I'll, t- I'll bear that i'll bear that weight um yeah pre- super super honored 
Yeah. Well, congratulations, sir. Mello, congratulations to you. Thank you. You have the possibility of tying Garber with your second Barnsby. We will find out that soon, hopefully. Mr. Leopard, I hope we can make this happen. But, guys, any last words before we sign off for this week? I I don't yeah. know I don't know if we're going next week or not, but if it's, if this is our last yeah. little hoorah in the in the studio in Auburn, Alabama, for a good bit, it, it was a pleasure uh, again just just to spew about life, sports, and everything in between. And I'm uh, really grateful for you guys and this opportunity, and I, I've had a whole lot of fun. And I can't wait to keep it going. I echo everything Graham says, and uh, excited to talk some some real ball. We yeah. Back. Oh yeah, yeah. when when we talk. come back in August as seniors, we will have we'll be talking turning out a notch. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be, and hopefully the Barnish curse is over. All of our losses are out of the way. It's it's, it's the a freeze, new era, it's the freeze era. Yeah, well, everyone forgets Barnish start off one and zero after that Missouri win, but this is a new chapter coming into was our that senior Missouri year. week. It was right after because I remember that oh, was our see, very first topic. I guess yeah, because once we started. We lost every game. We lost yeah. every game until then. <laughs> was LSU the next week? Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we yeah. have a more fun <laughs> October this go-round. But thank you guys so much for staying up with us. This has been a blast this semester and last semester. We're coming different in the fall. Hopefully we can get a few episodes in in the summer. It wouldn't be in affiliation with Weagle 91.1, but it would be on Spotify. Let's see if we can make that happen. I will be Mello will be in Atlanta. Garb, you'll be back in Nashville. I know Jack will be in Atlanta as well. I'll be in Lexington, but other than that, yeah, thank you guys. There's nothing else I can really say. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast, but on that note, sleep tight, Tiger fans, and as always, War Eagle. Love you guys. Thank you all for listening from us here at Barners Before Bed. We hope you join us next Wednesday at 10 p.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Sleep tight, Tiger fans. And as always, War Eagle.